The Holy Gospel is written in the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be to, to thee, O Christ. In our reading from Matthew, Jesus is challenged by the devil in the wilderness, as we heard, with temptations at the very outset of his public ministry, shortly following his baptism by John in the River Jordan. These three stones to bread, falling from the temple, negating the splendors of the world, are likely not the only temptations which occurred during that 40-day period of testing, but they are the three which both Matthew and Luke choose to record. An important aspect of the temptations lies in the facts that they are reported at all. After all, Jesus was in the wilderness, and temptations would not appear to be the sort of thing that could be witnessed by others. The conclusion could be that, in the context of his ministry, the discussion of these temptations were felt to be of significance to Jesus and to the writers to whom they must have been later relayed. Matthew was writing for a primarily Jewish audience. The temptations were seen by writers to contribute to the whole structure of the gospel story, and that is what makes them of great significance to us. Jesus is led to the wilderness to be tested as the Son of God, Israel's long-awaited Messiah and King. To fail in these tests would be to negate all of God's purposes and promises which were to be realized through the Son of God. 
from the standpoint of Jesus's ministry of God with us and his calling, we can see that his entire mission could necessarily be contingent upon his victory over every temptation of the devil. So let's pause to think just what we might understand by the word Satan. It is likely that in our minds and culture that the word is visualized by the devil, that little red man with horns, a tail and pointy ears. But many of us may prefer to simply think of Satan as a sort of alter ego, someone who is distinct from our normal personality. We should regard and recognize this second self as a deceiver, a figure fully intent on leading us, as well as our fellow human beings, astray on the basis of false promises. A seducer who wants us to weigh up the advantages of sin and wickedness, a decidedly malevolent entity. I expect for most of us today, Satan is simply that inner demon that makes us occasionally succumb to temptation and to doing wrong. Satan makes us sinners. Insofar that the solicitations of Satan in the temptation account of Matthew occur, we are being made aware of ways by which Satan may seek to make inroads into our lives so as to devastate our own spiritual walk with God through Christ. To be able to withstand his various attacks, our spiritual survival depends upon our knowing Satan and also ourselves, putting on as a defense the full armor of God. Satan is happy to mislead, to offer us things he does not possess, Satan will give away what is not his. Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus offers us all he possesses, what he has purchased by the giving of his own blood. And our struggle today is not so much against flesh and blood, but against the seductive world in which we live as we unwisely attempt to create a heaven on earth for ourselves. Only in putting on that full armor of God can we stand firm to temptation, strong in Christ and in the strength of God's might. So what are these forces of darkness? Certainly overconsumption well beyond our needs, Certainly the attraction of wealth and enjoyment of comfortable, self-centered living. Certainly the acquisition of power to ourselves at the expenses of others. In resisting temptation, Jesus exemplifies the use of the word of God in recognizing the error in Satan's solicitations and the course of obedience to the will of the Father. The example by, given by Jesus is facing down temptation. Away from me, Satan, Matthew 4, verse 10, is vital to every Christian who desires to live a life which is in conformity with the will and the word of God. Had Satan, that devious second self, been successful, it will have nullified the whole purpose of Christ's coming 
It would have prevented the establishment of God's kingdom on earth, where God's will would be done, even as it is in heaven. It was the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ as God. And we should recognize that the term temptation is employed in two very different senses. Temptation is on the one hand a solicitation by Satan to sin, to do that which is contrary to the will and the word of God. Temptation is the devil at work in each of us, constantly invoking us to sin. But temptation, when viewed from God's point of view, is a test simply an opportunity for us to be proven righteous. Jesus was tempted in both senses. Satan wished to prompt the Son of God to act in direct disobedience to the Father, which would have the effect of terminating his ability to fulfill his mission. And from the viewpoint of God, this was a test of Jesus Christ, thus proving him to be suited and qualified to fulfill his mission as the Son of God. And we say thanks be to God for that. Because if we are with God, who can be against us? Amen.